Today is another episode of Courtney on the podcast and it's a guest edition. So in today's episode, I have Cindra and it was the most incredible conversation, which yeah, I'm stoked that we recorded because that's the whole benefit, right? It's being able to listen to a conversation between people who are helping you create the relationship that you want. So she is, Cinder is a sex coach as well. And she is, has also got a certificate in sexological bodywork, which is awesome. And she works with couples and has been doing this for years. And yeah, this combo was all about like what your relationship can benefit from and just some of those hard truths that we have a tendency to kind of skip around because yeah, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but the conversation I assure you is very enlightening. It is very fun and it is just a really, really nice way of hearing what other couples experience and just, yeah, the things that we've come across as relationship coaches and ways and strategies that we have used to get success for clients. So have a little listen. She is fantastic. Go and find her on Instagram, Cindra Banks. And yeah, give her a follow. She's just bloody brilliant. So yeah, I'm excited to bring you guys this episode today. So today I have beautiful Cindra with me. So I am just going to hand it straight to her and she is going to introduce how she's so fabulous and why you should keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> no pressure. Um, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> uh, I'm Sindra. I am a intimacy and relationship coach. I work with individuals, couples, groups. My mission is to bring this, you know, this thing that we all love to do, that we all sometimes struggle with that we all have trouble talking about sex <laughs> into the light and really help people to overcome the taboos and the shame and the guilt that comes with this thing that's often the elephant in the room for a lot of people. So, yes, I'm a sex coach and a lot of what I do is communication, emotional intelligence, you know, like regulating your your nervous system there's so much more to sex than just sex and also I talk about the juicy sexy like stuff that you'll see on my Instagram (laughs) page if you head over there so yeah I'm really excited just to talk about you know get stuck into this Courtney I know that you and I like are very aligned in what we speak about Mm -hmm. and like our content and things like that so um and I know you're kind of in a similar way in like we want to empower you and we also want to challenge you a little bit in thinking like, hey, is this like lackluster relationship or lackluster intimacy life? Like, is this really it? Because I don't believe that that's actually true. And I believe that so many people are just sitting in this like meh zone of their relationship and their intimacy and it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it doesn't have to be like what we see on the movies and TV either because that's not realistic, but we can really make intimacy and make our relationships this awesome, thriving, fun, challenging, expansive place um, if we have the right tools and support, which is, you know, what, what we do. So, yeah. Exactly. I think there's so much misinformation out there And I think that generally comes from people being so scared of sex. So there's no education and the education that is available is like, don't have sex. You get an STI, you'll get pregnant. That'll be the worst thing. Your life will be over. Kind of like that mean girls piece, right? Like coach cards, like, you know, don't have sex when everyone take a rubber, like that's it. It's so basic. (laughs) And it's like, no wonder. I mean, we watched that in, in PE as Mm. like, their video so much I'm like this is bullshit like coming out now and doing and actually studying sex education and being a sex coach and working with people in this way it's exactly like you say like sure there's those elements of like that really fun the juicy stuff and working out how to like pleasure people differently and like all of that but a lot of it is what happens before we get there and it's in the relationship, it's in your communication, it's in the way mm. that you actually relate to each other. 
that if you nail those things, I feel like it changes everything else. Everything else just kind of feels like more of a flow. And that in my experience with intimacy, it's when you are so committed to doing, you know, the work on yourself, that's when your relationship feels so much more exciting. And I know like some people are so like, even when you say like, oh, is that it? Like, oh, is that it? I know exactly what you mean because so many people are like, oh no, like you're the odd one out because you've Mm. got, you know, you've got a thriving relationship that's sexually fulfilling and you've got the freedom to go and do things on your own. Like that's the odd one out. And I'm like, Mm. it's not like, Mm -hmm. this is not it. Like everyone can have this. You've just got to choose that you want to do the hard to get there. And the hard is just shifting the shit that you've been taught to believe. Like that's the hard. It's that, or you can just be in a dried up old relationship and be like, why am I sexually unsatisfied? And why is my husband sleeping with everybody else? Mm. Your choice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think there's this common misconception in relationships and in intimacy as well, right? In that I don't have to do anything for this to thrive. It, It is a common misconception. We think put a ring on it lock you know lock them down get married and then that's like the full stop yeah you know like we stop trying we stop showing up we stop going on date nights we stop um making time for connection and we just we stop we we kind of there's no more work put in it we're done really i think that marriage or you know any long-term relationships that's the start that's mm-hmm. the start of the relationship because that's when things start to get really hard and you got to work and you got to show up and it's not going to be all, um, you know, butterflies and love hearts and roses. Like yeah. that's not the reality. Like anything in our lives, we have to work on it. You know, like I love my fitness. Like I train a lot. Um, I've got to, you know, show up if I want to get fit every day to the gym or for a walk or whatever I do, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a coach that I go and see that trains me at the gym and like any area in our life, we have coaches and we do the work in that area. If we want to get fit, we do the thing. If we want to, you know, learn something, we go and learn something and we work and we study at it and our relationships is just this thing that we just think, oh, that's just going to work. But they don't. Like, it's like anything. You have to do the thing. Otherwise, it just kind of, it it ends up being, like you said, like unfulfilling. And unfortunately, people are coming to me left, right and centre at the moment with this exact issue. Yeah. And I think... I had this conversation recently with a client and it was around like your relationships. I'm like, your model of relationships is based off what you've seen growing up. So like, have a look at like your parents' relationship. Like how healthy is that? Like, are you intentionally trying to replicate that? Because I guarantee unless you're like reprogramming something, you're Mm. replicating that. Mm. Whether or not like you want to, that's what's by default going to happen. And it's like, that's not your fault. Like it's not your fault that this happens, but it is your choice. And it's like, if you want to change that, there's so many different tools and stuff that we as sex coaches and relationship coaches have Mm. that can help you do that. And I think it's, it's a decision. Like it really is a choice to be like, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not satisfied with that. I'm not satisfied with it being the same, like rinse and repeat, like exactly like you're saying, like date nights for us are so important, especially like having kids. Like I remember... Mm -hmm. I remember when, so my um, husband already had a kiddo when we met and it would be his days off work. We would have, um, you know, we'd have Hendrix then and it would sort of be like there was always time for us to have a date. Like that was always a priority. And then we had kids of our own and it like just ramped up how many responsibilities were in this pie now. It was like, okay, so there's three kids. There's so many different dynamics. And I was like, fuck like a date night has to be a priority and it's just it's one of those things that so many people don't prioritize whereas Mm. for us I was like no like I am a better wife I am a better mom I am a better me when we have had time to connect and that's not discussing like who's doing the pickups and the Mm. drop-offs or Mm. if there's bread in the you know pantry for lunches I'm like (laughs) that's not a date night. I'm like, I can guarantee you didn't talk about that shit when you were first dating, when you first met, like you weren't talking about that. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Uh, 
I think it's as well. Yeah, I think it's as well. Like I always say to my clients, it's okay if you can't have a date night, night as such. However, like you can have a date day when the kids are at school. You can have a date morning when you go and have a coffee without the kids. Like there is always options. There is groups that have great babysitters in your local area on Facebook. You know, there's people that will be willing to mind your child for an hour if that's what you need to save, you know, I don't want to say save your relationship, but to keep your relationship thriving. Yeah. It's just an hour. Put the kids in yeah. the crate. You can go and have a coffee. Like, it's okay. I think people get stuck in this thing where, especially as parents, and I'm sure that you see this a lot as well, is that their kids come first mm. and they need, <laughs> like, they need, and I understand that as well. Like, you know, I, I understand that being a parent is really you know, you are so invested in these other hu- these other human beings and it's unfortunate that a lot of people tend to put their kids over their relationship because what happens then is that the kids suffer anyway. Like, the ki- you know, you have to put yourself first as an mm-hmm. individual human, then the relationship, because if you don't have that stuff, you can't be showing up for your kids and you can't be, like, the parent that you want to be. And, like, no, that's probably hard to hear for a lot of people, but... If you're telling me that you don't have time for a date, something, yeah, an hour a week, you know, it's yeah. really, it, it's really looking at your priorities and being like, where's me? Yeah. You know, where am I in this? Because you've had kids for at least 18 years. <laughs> yeah. And that's a long time to not be prioritizing number one, yourself and number two, your relationship. That's a long time. Oh yeah, a and really long time to find yourself after that. Like I have, I suppose, like a lot of, um, a lot of my clients are women and mums, and it's like, oh, like we haven't been on a date for eight months, or since our first bub was, you know, conceived, and that was three years ago, and all this. And I'm like, why not? Like, why not? Oh, we don't have family that live by, and I'm like, that's really not a reason anymore. I'm like. My husband and I were both in the police force, so we are fucking scrutinizing anyone who mm. looks after our kids. Like, <laughs> that's so particular. And I'm like, if we can find babysitters and people that we trust, like, <laughs> trust me, you can too. You've just got to want it. Like, mm. I mean, for us, we even, like, I looked at so many different daycares before I found one that I was comfortable for the boys. And even like gyms, like checking out the different creatures and stuff. And we found one that we loved and even the chick who works in the creche was absolutely unreal. So we hit her up. We're like, hey, do, you know, do you want to do a couple of hours outside, outside gym hours and watch the boys? Because I'm like, it has to be a priority. Like you have to make it a priority. Nobody's just going to give you like a healthy relationship that you don't have to work for or have to sort of like make it, make it happen because like no one's going to do that. You have mm. to want it. And I think that's like the really nice thing when you find this person who means everything to you. Like it's sad when you like let it go and then you start to resent each other for whatever else is going on. And I'm like, no, no, like you've got to want it. Like this isn't just going to happen. Like it's not like fucking Santa every year just comes regardless. <laughs> like you've got to want it. You've got to make mm. <laughs> you got to make it happen. What do you think um, are maybe two of the biggest things that you see coming through when couples have started to drift and and don't really know how to find their way back to each other like what do you see other than date nights like what do you see as like a really good recipe for success when it's like okay we need to get back on get back on the same page and kind of like find that person when we first started in like find that love again find that excitement like what do you see as like this is my go-to when I'm like this is what I'm this is what this couple wants how am I going to get help them get there I think like one of the first things is to sort out all of the shitty day-to-day conflicts that they're having. Uh, So like the towels on the floor again and you're blowing up because your husband's left the towel on the floor Uh, because those little things are actually huge things that tend to be a massive block in connection, reconnection, also coming back to intimacy. So one of the first things that I do is I sort out their conflict because I guarantee you that 90% of people that come to me have problems with communication and that leads to issues with conflict and that's happening Mm. every day. 
So you cannot have a, a thriving relationship if you're having conflict every single day. Sure, conflict is healthy and you can have that in the right way. Um, absolutely. Every day, mm, I don't think that's really viable to be having healthy conflict every day. Maybe once a week, sure. But every single day having unhealthy conflict, that's going to really throw your relationship like off the rails. And that can actually build up. Like I see people that break up because, you know, this the household thing is just like a, a massive nail in the you know coffin like they're like yeah. I've had enough I can't I can't do it anymore so one of the yeah one of the big things I do is sort that out which yeah. takes a little bit of time because we've got to relearn conflict and we've got to relearn um how to not want to be right all the time <laughs> yeah oh my god that's a massive one <laughs> which some people really struggle with if the towers um, aren't lined up like this, it's okay. Mm, if they're hung up, that's okay. Mm, if they're like a little bit like three centimetres to the right, that's still okay. <laughs> exactly. And also knowing that if you're the one that wants the towels a certain way, guess who that's on? Yeah, That's on you, babe. You can't make your partner want to be excited to have towels folded your certain way <laughs> yeah <laughs> ask my partner um <laughs> like I don't care like she wants to tell us like this perfect special way and I said to her at the start I'm like I'm not doing that yeah like I just I don't have that passion for the towels to be folded that certain way I'm just going to put them in a, in a, in a folded manner yeah. um and I was like and I'm, so, I'm just letting you know just letting you know <laughs> if you want them then absolutely you go for it however I I can't get on board with that I'm sorry 100% that is me at the dishwasher mix like how the fuck did you learn to stack the dishwasher I was like did you just hold it open and throw them in I was like I don't (laughs) I don't but I'm just not meticulous like you and that's it like it can be a running joke but I'm like that's just how it is I was like you knew this when you married me I was like I stuck Mm -hmm. the plates how I do it and I'm like that's just not for me so and like you're saying you he does the dishwasher 90% of the time and I'm like sweet like I carry the load somewhere else like it just it like I totally get that because it's like I'm not changing how I stack the dishwasher I'm in my 30s like god here I'm fine (laughs) and (laughs) and that could be a huge source of conflict if he's constantly going to the dishwasher and be like what the fuck and you're like, I don't care. I don't even care about the fucking dishwasher. I put the dishes in there, didn't I? And he's like, why can't you get on board with this? I see this argument all the time. Yeah. So yeah. If, if, if we can't just be honest about it and accepting that sometimes a partner's going to have a different way of doing mm-hmm. things uh, and we need to talk about that and be open about that. If it was a compromise thing, if he said to you, Courtney, like I – it really upsets me when you throw the plates in the dishwasher. Um, you know, like it actually really upsets yeah. me every time I open the dishwasher. I feel like you don't care. You'd be like, oh, my God, I totally care. I'm so sorry that you feel like that. Can we come to some kind of compromise where maybe you rinse the things and pop them beside the dishwasher and then he stacks it? Yeah. You know, like that would be healthy you know, challenging conversation. You could come to a compromise about that particular thing if it was a problem. But people totally. don't. And they, you know, they will slam the dishwasher. Yeah. And then stomp around the house. And this is not sexy. And this no. is not connective. And then your kids are seeing this as well. If you have kids and they're like, oh, mum's angry again or dad's angry yeah. again because mum didn't do the right thing. And then like I know it sounds like the smallest thing, the dishwasher or the towels, but these little things, if they're not addressed, massive. this is massive. Yeah. Like massive, massive. And then you asked me for two things. So the second thing mm-hmm. is that um, I really help my, my clients to reconnect, like find a path to reconnection, basically take sex off the table for the, for the, interim and just connect with each other 
like mm-hmm. turn the TV off and actually just have a conversation that isn't about the kids or work or mm-hmm. the kitchen or whatever and actually hold hands or hold each other and be with each other because yeah. that's what a relationship is. It's not sitting beside each other on the couch every night scrolling on your phones while the TV's blaring. That's okay to do sometimes if you consciously decide that's what we're doing. But I see, and it really upsets me because, like, I love cuddles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I see couples that their only physical interaction is a kiss, a peck, I'll say, a peck goodbye on the way to work, and then a peck hello. And then that's it. They don't cuddle in bed. They don't Mm. have any physical intimacy. Yet, generally, in those scenarios, one of them is like, why don't we ever have sex? Yeah. And it's like, well, how? You haven't even preheated the oven at all. There's two pecks a day. There's not even a cuddle. There's not even a a conversation that doesn't revolve around how was your day, fine, work was stressful, boss is a dick, yeah, what's for dinner, you know? That, Mm -hmm. again, like that's not a relationship. That's like a flatmate, a weird flatmate scenario. And, of course, there's no safety for intimacy there. Of course, there's no desire. Of course, there's no arousal. Like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be, like, a massive turn on for me personally. So, yeah, that would be the second thing. Once we have the conflict um, about the towels and things sorted and on on its way, then just bringing in, like, intimacy, like, not sex, like, intimacy, physical intimacy emotional intimacy like energetic intimacy you know let's actually look at each other and acknowledge the other person not just like a a blob that comes into the house every now and then and you know complains about work oh I it's so true like we we only recently bought a tv like um earlier in the year we bought a tv so beforehand we didn't have one in our house and we would get it all the time. People would be like, oh, well, what do you do? And I'm like, but what do you do? If you think a TV is like the hub of like your house and your home and your relationship and everything, I'm like, what are you doing? Like you must be using it a lot if you are so baffled by the fact that mm. I don't have one. Mm. And I'm like, oh, well, we like either we cook together or we both, you know, we'll clean up after the boys together or we'll go for a walk or I'm like, we're just out of the house. We'll go and do something or we'll do, you know, whatever else. I'm like, I. so when we did purchase the TV at the beginning of the year, it was sort of like one of those decisions that with the boys getting a little bit older and it's like, okay, we kind of need something. Like, I work from home, so it's like, we'll see how we go. But even then it's like I'm so aware of how it can be such a conversation blocker mm. and just it's on before you can even realise it. And it's just one of those things that we are so mindful of. And it's always probably in one of those top three things that I talk to clients about. I'm like, well, how often is your TV on? I'm like, what are you watching? What's so important? What's more important than having a conversation with your partner? Because I'm like, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I really need to get this off my chest. I really want to talk about it. It is just purely having like the dead space so that you can if you need to. Because I'm like, sometimes you're just going to talk crap to each other and that's so fine. It's like, oh, yeah. how about this guy, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, it's just, it's having that space to do it because if the TV is on, you don't you don't have it. Like you are automatically like, like that's why the TV for most people is in like the middle of their lounge room. It's like mm. the hub, it's the center. Mm. It's like, you know, this is the way it is. Or people have like multiple TVs in their house. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of my first bits of homework is if there's a TV in your bedroom to get the fuck out. Uh, yeah, I've had two clients in the, recently and I was, you know, giving them their homework. That one, one was a couple and they're like, oh, we don't really have time for like that. There was like three things. It was like very minimal time, but. Anyway, I understand I'm very sensitive to people's time commitments. I want to make sure that homework is going to work. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, um, what is keeping you so busy of, of an evening? Oh, well, we watch TV from like six till nine. And I was like, okay, so that's got to go. <laughs> like that, like I'm like, do, do you want to have a really, like 
TV is like, you know, we don't have a TV either, although like living in Thailand, there's just one in every house. So, you know, occasionally we'll put it on short, like watch a silly show, have a giggle. Like that's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if that was like making my relationship, if that was taking up all my time in my relationship and we weren't doing very well, we probably wouldn't turn it on at all. And we'd be like hardcore doing our homework, you know? So yeah, it's really like, what's more important? Mm-hmm. what's more important tv or your relationship are you catching because... up on maps or do you want to actually ask each other how the fuck are you today because i feel like we haven't seen each other for the last three days and i miss you yeah i did a post <laughs> i did a post a while ago about like is maps really more important oh, did than you? relationship yeah yeah legit like i don't know two months ago or something aligned uh, <laughs> yeah i know so <laughs> And like, like we're uh, you know, you and I aren't saying that we're like the fucking holy grail of relationships. Like we both no. have shit we're working on. Like we're not saying that you've got to be perfect. You can never watch TV. You've got to always have these conversations. All we're saying is that look at what is a priority in your life that's not your relationship, that's not you. You know, people tell me they don't have time to meditate. And I understand everyone's busy. However, we can all get up five minutes earlier or we could all sacrifice five minutes of scrolling time before we go to bed to meditate. I always tell my clients, I'm like, you go and look at the screen time um, counter on your phone and you come back and tell me that you don't have time. Yeah. That you don't have time. Like, Like honestly, because if that's more important than actually you, then there needs to be some shifts that happen. And often that's really confronting I had a client that was really I guess they were using tv as um like a companion a a bit of a crutch also like an avoidance kind of technique and it was really really hard for them to let that go Mm. like we had to come up with solutions like hey let's unplug the tv from the powerpoint like let's actually just just unplug it so when you go to watch TV, you don't just sit on the couch, lay back, grab the remote, switch it on. You have to consciously go to the wall, plug it in, wait for it to turn on, da-da-da, like Mm -hmm. go through those extra steps. Like sometimes this stuff is hard. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. That's okay. You can still do that. However, what can you do first? So like if you and your partner are like, we're dead tired, we really want to watch TV. Our coaches told us we can't do that. So yeah. let's just sit down and have five minutes together. Mm-hmm. Let's have five minutes. Let's just sit on the couch, have a cuddle, maybe do some deep breaths together or just like have yeah. a dance around the lounge room. And yeah. then, you know what? Come on, TV. Great. And I, I think that's it. Like we're both so realistic about it. I'm like... So I, I get it sometimes we are so shagged by the end of the day I'm like I don't feel like any kind of conversation <laughs> yeah. like I am not gonna be good right now like evenings are not my jam I'm a morning gal and I just am like oh, I just want to unwind and I'm like when you think about how stimulating a tv can be or how stimulating your phone can be I'm like what else can we do mm-hmm. it's like we went and got um I went to Kmart and got like a couple of different board games so for us, I'm like, let's just try these. It's like a kind of like down regulating after like a busy day. Mm. And it's like, that can be really fun. It's like, mm. just, I think that's what like studying sex coaching and relationships and working with people. I'm like, you've like, you don't have to follow a template. Like you can literally do whatever suits you and your daily life. Cause like your life will suit very differently to like my life. And it's like, you just, you find what works. And I'm like, yeah. I think when you stop thinking of sex as like that real it's got to be in the bedroom. It's got to be in the evening. It's got to be at the lights mm. off. You know, all the stars need to align. This is what it looks like. We do foreplay for like these five minutes. Then you do <laughs> this, you put your hand there, boom, here we are. And like when you stop thinking about it like that, I think you can kind of like open it, open it up to be more of like a creative expression. Mm. And it's like, I think that's when you can really have more of a play with it and you'll build more intimacy in doing it like that instead of it being Mm. like it has to look like this this is the structure Mm. I think for a lot of people like me like having you know been in the cops I was very in my masculine it was like Mm. structure everything was so rigid 
to now being like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am not about the structure. <laughs> and to now be like, how different, how different can it be? Like, mm. how can we deviate away from what it's supposed to look like? And it's like A, B, C, D to just completely blow that out of the water and make it more exciting. Like, I think, I think that's when stuff gets a little bit more fun well a lot more fun and like so much less pressure like yeah that's when it feels good and I think the real trick to good sex is being out of your head and in your body and it's just not having to think about stuff it's like just I'm just going to feel what feels good for me I'm Mm. just going to move in this way because that feels really good or hmm what would that be like no this doesn't make the template of what like vanilla sex is supposed to look and feel and sound like yeah but let's try that anyway like let's see how that goes mm-hmm. I have two things to add to what you just said number one is that one thing that my partner and I do that's not tv it's still connective is that we meditate together sometimes uh, so like we'll either put a guided meditation on and we'll lay down and we'll hold hands and we'll do a meditation together. So yes, we're not, we're kind of tuning out, but we're tuning in together and it's like regulating and it's yummy and it's easy. Uh, or we just do our own meditation, but we kind of sit together and do that together. The other thing that can be fun and, and I suggest to clients is like, you can read to each other. Uh, so mm-hmm. find a book that you're both interested in. And like, as people's homework, I usually give the books anyway. So, you know, you can read that to each other at nighttime instead of watching TV. So it's kind of like you're giving, receiving practice as well as like you're learning something as well as it's really lovely to have someone read to you and you can cuddle while you do it. So that's a couple of other things to just to add to like your board game idea of like you can start mm. building out these options. The other thing that you said is something about the template of people wanting to have sex at nighttime. Now, I did a poll on Instagram ages ago, as well as asked heaps of people. And you know the amount of people that actually want to have sex at nighttime at the end of the day? Minimal. Very minimal. I think it was Uh like 8% or something. Wow. So if you're always initiating at the end of the day, then you're picking the wrong time. (laughs) And this is a huge mistake that people think mm-hmm. that they you've got to do the washing, the kids, the school lunches, or, you know, you've got to do yeah. your work stuff, call your mum, tidy the house, do the dishes, blah, 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 blah. And then again, it's the priority thing. Oh, the last thing on the list is me. Mm-hmm. The last thing on the list is like my relationship. Instead of being like, you know what? Like if you have kids, kids are in bed. Or if you don't have kids, well, who cares what time you have dinner? Like do the intimacy stuff. If you want to have intimacy of an evening or, you know, after work, do it before dinner. Do it before you clean up the house. Like because by the end of the day, I don't know about you, Courtney, but like I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm tired unless like I'm just going to lay there and like you're just going to do every single part of that. (laughs) You're going to do all the work. Thanks, babe. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. re- like really, like it's it's true. Most people just aren't, they're not there. They're tired. You know, you get up early, like you've got a full day and then you're expecting. Squeeze it into your morning. Get up 20 minutes earlier. I'm Agreed. Like, so people, much better. Peak time. <laughs> absolutely. Or, or, you know, if you work from home, you can do stuff in the day or like, yes. you know, my um, ex like used to come home in like their lunch break and you know like just get it done at lunchtime like there's so many other options and waiting for like that you know one night a week and this Mm -hmm. is what happens right up your Thursday night or something and towards the end of the week you're totally fucked and then your partner comes to you and they're like oh babe you know like let's like how about it tonight and you're like are you serious? Like I'm literally mm. falling asleep standing up. This is not the right time to initiate. And then, you know, that creates disconnection yeah. and resentment because you're trying to initiate it at night. Oh, you never feel like sex. Well, you're asking me at 10 p.m. Yeah. I've got to be up at six. Like, you know, yeah. my sleep hours are getting mm-hmm. smaller and I'm tired. So I think that's really important to remember that template 
that people think you have to follow of this nighttime sex thing or sex is the last thing of the day. Like my thing's always like fuck first. Like if you're going on date night, fuck first before you even go out for dinner. If you're going to go to dinner, be all full, tired, you know, fat, you cut a few wines and it's like not hot when you come home and have sex. So just take that. pressure off. I've Hold never this. heard that before. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah, now I'm putting that into my own head. How am I going to make that? Oh, yep, yep. Nice. I think it's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because otherwise I'm like, well, I won't order past it because the bloated belly is not comfortable. (laughs) Ah, that's that's great. I love that. And then I'm going to be tired and then, you know, we're going to have five drinks. Like, don't wait. Like, if you want to have intimacy, even if you don't have sex, like, don't wait. Don't wait until you've had 10 drinks at your auntie's wedding. Like don't mm-hmm. don't wait until the very last moment of the day to to start that down that path. Like if yeah. that is what you desire, then work towards it from the moment that you get up. Yeah. And, start and I think create. that can be like that you can make that so fun. Like mm. some of the conversations that I've had with clients about it, I'm like, how often do you send nudes? Oh, nah. Uh, when we were dating, but not anymore. And I'm like, babe, babe, let me tell you, nothing brightens my day more than an unsuspecting me getting a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love it. And I say, we have this little game. It's like, who can who can catch the other one out when they're somewhere and they're not expecting it and then they've opened their phone and boom. Oh, like, that's so, so funny. I'm like, it's like you'll be somewhere like, you know, in a crowd or whatever and about who can, ha- you know, when you least suspect it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you've, you've just got to find your little pizzazz. Like you mm. find that and it's like, okay, this is fun again. I'm like, exactly like when you were first starting dating, I'm like, mm. you make it fun. Like you were never like, oh, I can't send this message now. Or, or what are they going to think if I do that? I'm like, no, no, just, just put that hat back on right back when you were dating. I'm like, bring that into now. And I'm like, mm. you will find your fun again because yeah, you do like you get um you, you get complacent with each other like mm. that's like long-term relationships like you get complacent because you just expect that person to be there and expect them to be the same and I'm like yeah but you've changed mm. you have changed heaps mm. and they have as well but unless you're like nourishing your relationship properly and still calling each other on your crap and still investing in it properly it's just gonna like die and like yeah. you just, it it takes effort and it can be fun effort. Like it doesn't have to mm. be like hard work, but it's like, just do it. Like the simple things. Yeah. I think that's even, the big thing. Yeah. Even like texting some like dirty talk, not even dirty talk, but like just your excitement, your desire to connect with your partner, like throughout the day through text messages, you know, if you are wanting to build intimacy, if that is your desire, send a text and say, hey, babe, like you're so sexy. I have been thinking about you all day. Um, I'd love to massage your beautiful body this this afternoon when I get home from work. Um, How would you feel about that? You know, you're so hot. I love you. Like just it doesn't even have to be dirty. Like something like that, that the receiver then goes, oh, wow, I'm sexy. And like they want to touch me. That a couple of those throughout the day, that's going to build so much more excitement, so much more arousal mm-hmm. than just like, hey, you want to fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's like, yeah. It doesn't take yeah, much. It's just like those little texts. And I know, I know people feel so awkward saying stuff to their partner about sex, about being naked, and about wanting to have sex. And it's like, this is your partner. Yeah. This is like, this is like your person. Like, yeah, you can't talk about sex with this person, but you can go and talk about it with like your best friend and like complain about the lack of sex or the lack of connection Attention. that you're having with your partner. But you can't talk to them. Like, there's this fear, I think, and I do see it with a lot of people. They don't want to hurt their partner. Mm. So they don't want to say, like, oh, what if I put it out there that I want to have sex with them and they say no or like what if I message them this beautiful 
like sexy message and they don't respond or like you know they they or like yeah. what if they what if they feel offended by that or we start to think I need to protect this person so I can't share how I feel and I can't mm-hmm. put this you know edgy message out there because what if they like don't react to how I want them to react we can't control them you know this fear of of hurting our partners we're going to hurt our partners yeah we will you know just like you probably get you're probably going to hurt your friend at some point by you know being a bitch like you, yeah. like you're going to like you've hurt your parents like you know your your kids are going to hurt you at some point and you're probably going to hurt them it's if we walk around thinking I can't hurt them, I can't hurt them, I can't hurt them. So I'm not going to share my truth. So I'm not going to be honest with them. So I'm not going to be vulnerable with them. I'm not going to share my desires because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt them. Well, that's not really giving them a, giving them an opportunity to grow. Exactly. Protecting them. And meanwhile, you have all this stuff inside of you that you can't talk about because you're scared of hurting them. I know it sucks. No one wants to hurt their partner. It sucks. However, it's just inevitable. And if we just accept that and can be okay with that, obviously we don't mean to, but we're going to share our vulnerability, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the rest is up to them. And I think I see that a lot with long, um, like long-term relationships. And it's like, it comes up because it's like, but how can I say that I want to try sex like this way or this particular type of sex or I want to introduce this when we've been doing it that particular way for so long like how can I suddenly bring it up like what if they just think oh um you know that you've that I've hated every sex that we've had up until this point and now that I'm really dissatisfied and it's like that's genuine like that's a genuine concern mm. and I said and that just comes down to your delivery and it's like when you know better you do better so it's like that's why like when you start to like work out your own pleasure and what you like, like you might have been having sex a particular way for 10 years and you're like, yeah, yeah, take it or leave it. And now you start to actually find out what you like. I'm like, put yourself in your partner's shoes. Like wouldn't you want to know, oh, wow, like now my partner is like vibing this. Like wouldn't uh-huh. you want to be like, yeah, I want to help you get that. If you were mm. like if you've gone from finding sex like a six out of 10 and now you've mm. found something else that you're like, ooh, I'm really interested now. I'm like cranked up to an eight and I'm like, I'm finally understanding it a bit more. And like, mm. you would want to know, like you would want to know what it is that they have just found or like whether or not it's a fantasy or a toy or a partner or mm. whatever else it is. Like just put yourself in your partner's shoes. It's like, yeah, the ego might take a blow to start with, but that yeah. happens often. Mm. And that happens with personal growth regardless. Like, wherever you're at with everything that we do, like I frequently am humbled by some of this shit that I say, like, oof, 10 years ago, Courtney would have been like on the mm. opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah. okay, I was wrong. I'm like, that's all it takes. Like, yeah. I think it's just exactly like you're saying, you're going to hurt your partner at some point, but you will hurt them more by not being who you are and not telling them what you need you're dishonoring yourself. Like you will shrivel. Parts of you will shrivel and you will become like a crusty old bitch who's just (laughs) resentful. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, it's just not, it's not worth it. Like you're you're better off speaking out with what you need and what you want because there's nothing sexier than somebody who's like, this is what I'm really lacking at the moment. Let's try this. And And people love clear direction. Absolutely. Especially if you are with a man then they really do love clear direction. So the more direct you can be, the better. And even show them yourself with your hand, guide their hand, like literally show them videos. Like they like to be directed. They want to be directed. So show them. They will be most likely after they get over there, like the little ego challenge, they will be really into it and it'll be really hot for them as well. I think you know, it's okay as well if you don't know what you want because I know a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't like the sex that I'm having. I'm not super fulfilled and I don't really know what I want. Mm -hmm. So that is also okay. It's also okay that you don't know what you want. It's also okay that you have no idea what you might like and that you don't even know where to start to, to look for that. And that's where, you know, you and I, people, you know, in our industry come in, in hand because we have 
the tools and the knowledge and programs and things specifically for you to try and find out what you like and we can help you with that. But it's okay to go to your partner and say like, hey, I, I, I don't know what I want and I don't even know where to start and I feel really embarrassed about this. And that's yeah. okay. Like yes. just tell them, you know, like I love having intimacy with you. I have heaps of scripts on my Instagram page around this. Like, you know, I love you and I love, you know, connecting physically with you. Um, I feel like the intimacy that we've been having uh, is, you know, maybe a bit challenging for me or it's not quite what I desire right now. And I actually don't know what I need or what I want. Can we try a few things? Can you help me find that? Um, I think I need to spend some more time doing self-pleasure. Maybe we can do that separately and together and kind of explore together. We can go to some classes together. We can Mm -hmm. go to this sex coach together. Like when we actually just say where we're at and, you know, make it just normal and okay, then so many opportunities open up from that space. Your partner is like, most partners will be like, thank you for telling me. That's fucking hard to hear. But thanks for letting me know. I want to help you find what turns you on. Yeah. Like I want to help you find like what is going to make you feel good. Of course, your partner wants, if your partner is a decent partner, they will want you to feel fulfilled. Like They will want you to feel the most pleasure and the most excited about the sex that you're having, the intimacy that you're having. So really just owning where you're at and being okay with that. It's okay that you don't know what you want. It's not embarrassing. It's not shameful. Don't feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. Like as you and I spoke about at the start of this podcast, sex education didn't show us anything. (laughs) It doesn't show us anything. Otherwise, every woman would like to be fisted with something the size of my arm and they would love that. Well, and that's yes. it. Every woman loves that and they are wet this quickly and they just mm, love it. Mm. This is just it. And it's yeah. like, if that's you, cool. But I'm like, the majority it's not. Like there needs to be some other stuff going on. Totally. And Before um, we wrap up, yeah. I want to know, is there anything else that you really want to add that you have found really interesting in terms of like just making couples feel excitement again for each other? Mm. A really big takeaway. Hmm. I mean, so like so many things. I think what I what I do best is give people hope for the for the future. So yeah. when I teach them about their erotic blueprint and about how to find out what kind of sensation or what kind of intimacy they even enjoy and how to then explore that. And they take that then to their partner and they say, hey, guess what? I'm actually a sensual blueprint. We can do sensation play. We can do erotic massage. We can do like this and that. Oh, my God. I've been trying to have like just hardcore penetration for the last 10 years and wondering why I didn't like it. And now I have all these options of like, I'm going to get a fork out of my kitchen and start like doing sensation play. I think just really giving people hope like and empowering them to keep exploring and to keep expanding and to have better conversations and to have more interesting intimacy because there's so much more to intimacy than just just penetration. Like I have this course coming up, it's called The Comeback and it's like a five-week group program for vulva owners and we go through and like lay the foundations for intimacy and everyone that comes into that space is just like, well, there's all these other, other options that like I've never been told about breath orgasms, energy (laughs) orgasms, you know, like just things that aren't just penetration. Yeah. How to have conversations, you know, tools to have better conversations. Oh my God. We're talking about, like goals we're talking about expectations we're talking about you know all these really interesting things we've never talked about before and like that's exciting so I think just giving people like hope like know that if you're listening to this and you resonate with what we spoke about there's so much out there right like at the moment 
you can yeah. go on Instagram, you can find, you know, lots and lots and lots of free resources on Instagram, even conversation starters, like fun quizzes to do together, you know, like there's even if you don't want to spend money, there's just so much out there now. It's just yeah. a matter of saying to your partner, hey, you know, let's, I hate the word spice things up or bring back the spark because like that's mm. not really what you desire, but it's like, hey, I want to be with you for a long time. Maybe yeah. forever. Who knows? I'll be with you for a long time. Let's make it fun. Yeah. Let's make it better. Like, let's, like, why wouldn't we want to have the best version of this relationship possible? Of course we do. Everyone, everyone desires that really. And you don't have to, buddy, change your life around. You don't have to flip your life upside down and become a dedicated, you know, tantrika and be doing three hours of erotic, you know, self-pleasure a day. You don't have to do that. However, it's like, what's out there for me? What looks interesting? What looks fun? Let's just start to bring some little things into our relationship. Or if you're single, start doing them yourself. So when you meet your person, it's like, okay, this is a playground. I've got all these tools, all these things I've learned about myself. Let's go, you know. It can be fun and playful and easy and that's what I'm all about. So, yeah, just know that there's so much out there and it's okay that you are where you are. Oh, completely. I think that's it. Like when you're happy to be the the student of your sex life, mm, then you can open all the doors. mm. It's like when you're happy to be a student again and not, not think that you've got everything mastered, you can exactly like you're saying, you'll see all the opportunities and you'll see all of the different ways that you actually can have more pleasure in your life without, you know, exactly like you're saying, being a tantrika with three hours to self-pleasure. I'm like, <laughs> I get it. It's like nobody has that sort of time. I don't. But yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off before. You're just going to add something? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Can't remember. It's probably just more along the lines of what you said. Yeah. I love this. Thank you so much for making this. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. My absolute pleasure. And yes, it was my complete and utter pleasure to host another guest potty like this one. So you will be able to find Syndra in my show notes to go and give her a follow and enjoy all the stuff that she puts out, which is just teaching us about relationships and normalizing all the things that we go through. So jump on, give her a follow and enjoy all of the material that is out there to bring more creativity to your relationship and just a deeper connection. As always, please like and like this podcast, subscribe so you don't miss one and share it to your stories. I'm thinking about doing a little giveaway soon for people who enter and to enter it will be sharing a podcast to your stories and tagging me so that I know you've done it and yeah I want to see you guys do it and that will be something that I introduce shortly but yeah let's get the momentum going so thank you so much for your support for this potty I love it and I will talk to you all very soon